Welcome back to The Lily Kate Show. In horrific news from earlier this week, Leah Thomas, a.k.a. William Thomas, won the NCAA Women's Swimming Competition. The problem is, Leah, a.k.a. William Thomas, thinks he's a woman, but he's a man. And the question rises, of course, in this hotly debated topic about what is a woman and what is a man, when has feminism gone too far? When did feminism become this ideology that imploded within on itself? When did feminism become this crazy gender ideology? And when under the umbrella of feminism does it open up to allow this crazy gender ideology to permeate through it? When has equality gone too far? Has equality gone too far when we are putting pregnant women in fighter jet suits and sending them out onto the battlefield? I think that's enough equality for me today. There is a need for moderation in everything even moderation. But I don't think there's a moderation in how many men we should cut out of women's sports and how many women we should keep off the front lines of battle. Quote, feminism is a struggle to end sexist oppression. Therefore, it necessarily is a struggle to eradicate the ideology of domination that permeates Western culture on various levels, as well as its component to reorganizing society so that self-development can take precedent over imperialism, economic expansion, and material desires from a feminist theory from margin to center. See, feminism has now become the philosophy of power structures, oppression, and false premises. Feminism has turned from the modern idea of equal treatment to a progressive law of focusing on the unequal treatment of people and letting injustice be a factor in the outcomes of all those people. See, women are still demanding equality when there's no more equality to be granted. But I'd like to turn this question back on the feminists. Is it equal that the second place girl is now going to go down in history as the person who lost to a man at the NCAA swimming meet? Is it equality when a baby and her mother end up dying on the front lines of the battlefield? because you wanted them out there because of equality? When has it gone too far? But joining me today is Kendon Farr. You guys are going to love it. He has 600,000 on TikTok, is commonly known as the common sense wizard of TikTok. And he knows a lot more about feminist theory than probably anyone I've talked to. And he's a dude. So without further ado, please welcome Kendon to the podcast. Wow, Kendon. Hello. How are you? I can't complain. How about you? I'm doing so well, and I'm so glad that you're here. So not to take up too much of your time, because it is pretty late for you, I want you to briefly describe the political scene and where you're from, and kind of just give us a little bit of context as we move forward in this conversation. Well, my name is Kendon Farr. I'm originally from Southeast England. Now I live in the Northwest. Um, the political situation at the moment is we've spent two years under various COVID lockdowns and jab regimens and things like this. Uh, recent scandals have emerged in the press involving Boris Johnson and the Conservative Party, who I voted for, um, related to having parties during lockdown. Um, so that was a scandal that would should have ended Boris Johnson's political career. In fact, it might still do so. But then... Russia decided to park its tanks in Ukraine, and so now everybody is talking about the war in Eastern Europe. So he's handled that quite well, and therefore he might have won back a few of the voters who had abandoned him. But essentially, the parties on number 10 Downing Street will come up again. In terms of the political climate generally, um, most students, Gen Z students, are of course knee jerk radical leftists. Um, I hope that there is a cure for this condition. Um, scientists so working long and hard into the wee hours to find out this, find the treatment. But uh, 
yeah, if we just challenge their nonsense, we should be fine. But yeah, so a conservatism is making a comeback among the youth because even young Gen Z people are realizing that a lot of this stuff is just simply crackpot and they want structure and stability in their lives and yeah. principles that actually work when you apply them in the real world. Uh, that was my rambling answer to your first question, Lily Kate. <laughs> that was wonderful. I have nothing to add. I think it's very acute. And I love that you actually pay attention to the youth because you're a little bit older than Generation Z. As you said, you're... I'm 36 years old, which means I shouldn't be anywhere near TikTok. Um, I, I picked it up as a hobby because I was locked down. What else was I going to do? And now I've exploded and I've become some sort of weird minor um, casually conservative demigod on this platform and I have no idea why I have no idea why you're the wizard of common sense and I think you should hold that title very very proudly if I were you <laughs> so then I guess traveling into your conservative beliefs a little bit I do want to kind of understand where you're coming from because politics over in Europe is a little bit hopefully more nuanced than it is over in the United States United States we have left and right we have radical Democrats, radical Republicans, and there seems to be no way we can have any political or civil discourse between us. And so if you would just lay out a little bit, what do you think is your most conservative or traditional belief? So we kind of know how far uh, you're going from one side to the other. Well, I mean, this is, you, you've hit, uh, hit on something here. I think the secret, if I have any success on TikTok, which let's face it, is a minor app on a mobile phone. Um, it's because <laughs> I appeal to a broad spectrum of um, of, of viewers, I I attract. I even attract sensible leftists, people who are not raving lunatics. Um, but yeah, people like so liberals, uh, centrists, conservatives, and even um, people who are not especially political, but they just like to hear the arguments broken down. So my my most conservative belief, well, um, it is my opinion that abortion on demand is effectively legal infanticide. I have not been comfortable with the concept of legal abortion since I was twenty two. Although I'm not in favor of a blanket ban it should be you know safe legal and rare i think is the was the old phrase um i don't i i think it should be a last resort and you have to convince me that it's the right one um i'm not a big fan of the idea that you know i don't believe that trans women are women because they're not female um that can get you into a lot of trouble i love it and it's so funny because those were not crazy radical right wing those are actually very rational very commonsensical i mean and, and if i may interrupt lily kate five minutes ago it was perfectly acceptable to have both <laughs> to have both opinions you know i mean don't yeah, well, what was it? Clint, uh, hillary clinton and bill clinton safe legal and rare and that was only about 20 years ago and all of a sudden now it is the most important women's right to be able to kill your child question mark Yes, killing, oh yeah, killing unborn children. That's what everybody fought for, wasn't it? The extermination of an entire human timeline before it's really emerged from the womb. I mean, that's that's clearly what it was all about. Um, yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, but even like the trans women are not women. I mean, I believe that trans women exist, but the idea that they should be classified in the same group as by you know, someone like you, who I assume is fi biologically female. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've I've got these psychic powers. I can I can read. You are the through, TikTok you know, wizard of common sense. I am the TikTok wizard, indeed. Therefore, I have these these magic <laughs> these magic powers. Yeah, the the idea that there is no biological or social difference between a trans woman and a biological woman is mm. clearly obviously nonsense. I mean, but here's the thing: even trans women agree. 
trans, you know, trans, if you speak to a lot, there are a lot of trans uh, trans people who recognise that there is such a thing as biological sex, but their gender identity doesn't fit it. It's only the activists that cause everybody a headache. Um, anyway, I'm sort of rambling now, so feel free to interrupt or shout on me. <laughs> no, this is your time. And so I guess like moving forward, asking what is the opposite side? What is the most progressive and radical belief that you think you have, just so we can hear your reasoning through that? Okay. Um, well, I mean, because remember, American conservatism and British conservatism are two different beasts, really. We're operating on different, they're kind of a different scale. So for example, and I might upset your listeners here, I think that gay people, gay couples should be allowed to marry. I have no problem with gay couples raising children. Um, I think that some drugs not legalized as such but i think the punishments are far too harsh i mean i know you you i dare say you know more about the drug war in your country than i do um but obviously in the uk we've tried various drug policies that haven't worked i'm not a big fan of that one because i think I, I know people who have suffered for drug addictions i'm not a big fan of uh, legalization of everything um but uh, yeah there we go what else would i oh what other radical nonsense do i believe but oh I, i'm a big fan of minimum wage for example which gets me into a lot of trouble with my republican audiences uh, audience um yeah but yeah i don't i don't believe in the arbitrary increase the 15 dollar minimum wage is nonsense um i don't know it was was that an aoc proposal yeah, that was definitely yeah, a yeah, federal, yeah. federal 15 minimum wage, which would tank a lot of states. But yes. Yeah, well, this is that. This is my comment. This is my argument. Is that everyone assumes that the United States of America is one country? It's not. It's 50 countries bolted together, and therefore they have different levels of economic development, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, that was just me rambling on. Um, no, that's that's amazing, and I think you'd be surprised about how many conservative people, especially in America, now actually do would agree with those beliefs that you hold. I mean, specifically to do with gay couples or, I mean, definitely the minimum wage. Yeah, thank you for laying that out for us. And I'm not here to argue specifically about that because there are so, so many TikToks that I want to kind of di um, dissect with you because you've spoken a lot on TikTok, specifically uh, recently about the effects of modern radical feminism. And in the Lily Kate show and kind of where I want to go in my life, I want to talk about the contradictions and I want to point out the, the poison of believing this radical feminist doctrine whenever maybe tradition, religion, and having a family is a better solution for the vast majority of men and women. And so in one of your, one of your, my favorite common sense TikToks, you asked the question, has feminism failed women or have women failed feminism? Can, so I would love you to just take a second in your lovely accent and explain how the feminist doctrine since the second wave, of course, the 1960s, sexual revolution, of course, all that has been bought out and replaced by consumerism. Right. Well, this is a particularly interesting one. I, I should, uh, if I may um, backtrack and explain what my qualifications are to answer this question. Um, I, be I believe that I have read every major feminist text printed in English right the way back from, to, from uh, A Vindication of the Rights of Woman, published in 1797, right the way through the 19th century into the second wave, so the female eunuch, the feminine mystique, the second sex, uh, right the way up to the yuppie era of, you know, the third wave, and now what we're supposed to be in the fourth wave. I used to teach feminist theory um, to high school girls in high school, because uh, it's great for analysing 19th century literature before the great revolutions really took place for women. That's, that's actually supremely true and profoundly true, yeah. Um, so yeah, there are, don't get me wrong, there is a lot of truth in these in these weird and wonderful theories it's just how um you apply them and whether you're prepared to accept criticism of them so um feminism in its earliest form actually is a 20th century ideology 
there's a pro anything that comes before the 20th century is called proto-feminism. It's the stuff that inspired mm -hmm. the feminists. Feminism is a radical revolutionary Marxist doctrine. Now I know those are you know, um, incendiary. Big trigger words. Yeah, big trigger words, absolutely. Um, but the whole point of the feminist revolution was that they needed to completely restructure society from the ground up, which is radical. It was revolutionary because everything would change. And of course, it was based on the Marxist idea of um, class struggle. So women were a sex class oppressed by the men in the uh, another sex class in what they call the patriarchy, which is obviously the rule of fathers, but is often mistranslated as the rule of men. Yeah, so the whole, the whole point, the original feminist idea was women, like Lily Kate, who's interviewing me now, um, your all of your roles traditionally were defined by your relationships with men. So wife, mother, daughter, sister, it, these were all subsidiary, um, subservient roles to another male, like uh, I don't know, fathers, husbands, brothers, or whatever. Um, so the idea was is that you are to um, to be liberated from the shackles of patriarchy, and you d develop yourself as you see fit, and then you return to your menfolk as an independent agent with your own sense of destiny and um, determination and I don't know aspiration for want of a better word. Um, yeah. That so it's all about self reliance self-definition and self-determination now these are all self-actualization yeah very much so and it's actually really optimistic and inspiring and empowering all those big words that people like to use so it's all about self-reliance self-definition and self-determination but modern feminism fourth wave is all about well self if you look at the stuff that modern so-called modern feminists these sort of young twinkly-eyed bushy-tailed people put on social media it's all about looking glamorous which is fine and it's all about being assertive, which is just a code word for rude. Um, it's about spending lots of money, um, yeah. buying nice things. Um, the emphasis is no longer about independence. It's about like choice and about being able to yeah, consumer power. Spending power is what it emphasizes. The ability to go out into a male-dominated workplace, make a lot of money, spend a lot of, lot of stuff on yourself and buy toys, which is doesn't fulfill you doesn't develop you and just keeps the economy going which is great if it's it's feminism started off as an anti-capitalist philosophy but it's been kind of absorbed by capitalism because so-called plastic feminists as i call them have been distracted by shiny toys um i hope that's an answer to your question no that was i mean beautiful in your understanding of the evolution of feminism is more profound than many people that I've talked to. And I deeply appreciate that. And I would say even in America, it's gone so far as now my wealth and my sparkly things and my Mercedes Benz, I'm going to use that not to just show it off to you and prove to you that I'm a strong, independent businesswoman, but I'm going to use it to scorn you. And I'm going to use the natural beauty that I have as a woman, my physical beauty, my body to scorn you. And it, in a way, feminism has, in my opinion, turned into a supremacy movement of women, which of course is not something that we want. And of course, that's only going to foment a rebellion from the men. But in another one of your common sense TikToks, you describe how feminism has, quote, forgotten the original goal of having women be treated like responsible adults rather than needing to be protected by a big daddy man. And then you go on to describe how modern feminism asserts that men should police themselves. Um, 
you know, with this whole showing off my body, using my body to scorn men, and that if feminists can change the culture, they can change men's behavior too. And I love all of the big words and euphemisms you always use. It's so it's so British of you. It's so creative and very refreshing. But how has feminism achieved various goals that it has set out to achieve? And how has it fallen short of those uh, different goals well i mean uh, lily kate you would know because you're a product of many i mean the fact that you can vote yeah. that you can go to school that you can go to college that there is literally any there is no profession that is barred to you you may enter any profession rise to any level you can marry you can stay single um in the modern world you can be you can enter a gay relationship you can marry your um, lesbian partner you can have children you don't have to have children i mean we might not like abortion, but let's face it, feminists did fight for that right. So if you wanted an abortion, you have the right to choose it. Little things like that. So basically options. You have all the options in the world that a man has. Right? There's there is I mean, I, I dare say, I mean, you you know, maybe you can think of an example being a woman, you would know these things, but I can't think I can't think of a single thing I can do as a man in the West that you can't do. There, there's nothing. There's nothing that comes to mind immediately. No, um, so yeah, so there we are. So it's a, those are the goals. Is that the idea that you have become autonomous and that you've become um, your own woman to a great extent? That's been achieved. So hooray for feminism. That's a good idea. Um, where it's fallen short, well, you already touched upon this using the phrase supremacy movement. Male chauvinism is obviously a problem, but female chauvinism is the the elephant in the room. Um, the idea that it's not about what what women could do it's about what men should not do and there's the and there's the implied uh, assumption that a woman is morally superior to any man she meets and that a woman has a right to tell a man how he must speak and behave and think even you know the concept of thought crime now comes into this i mean the number of people who will post in my comment threads that i'm a complete monster for posting my tiktok videos i mean these are mostly these are mostly <laughs> ladies but when you ask them to explain how i'm a monster because i always put the phrase please elaborate because i want to learn from my detractors they kind of shut down and now either they can't be bothered which i would regard as arrogant or they simply don't know why i'm wrong they haven't quite figured it out. Um, for example, the whole point of you being a strong, independent woman, Lily Kate, I would I would argue, is that yes, you might have a man in your life who's prepared to look after you, be they, you know, father, boyfriend, husband, or whatever. But if he's not around, you need the skill set, you need the toolbox to look after yourself. You need to be able, like, and this is why I'm a big fan of, although we don't have this problem in Britain because. Um, we don't have the same culture. Um, the Second Amendment, gun rights, private gun ownership. It's like if you're walking down the street at night and your man is nowhere near you and you hear footsteps behind you, what are you supposed to do in that situation, realistically? Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right about that. Annie Oakley, who was like a most iconic sharpshooter of our of our history, she's a woman. She said, you know, women having guns is the great equalizer. And that's exactly true. Well, it's like, I mean, there's let's, most women are physically inferior to men in their weight class. They're simply not strong enough to fend off a bloke. So they can learn some self-defense moves, which is good, or they can carry a weapon. Because I don't care how strong you are, lad. If you get shot in the knee, you're not running anywhere. Um, but that sense of self-determination, which that's a phrase I used earlier, is gone. It's like it's always it's like oh, I can do whatever I want, says modern plastic feminist. But you have to change your behaviour. Now, obviously, for a man like me, I have no in, no intention of preying upon women in any in any context. 
But there are blokes who will, and there's not an awful lot that we can do about it unless we see it. I also get hammered in the comments about standing up against feminism, right? And I I get comments all the time saying, oh, well, do you just not want to have the right to vote? Do you want to be shut back in the kitchen and legally subservient to your husband or father or whatever? And they're totally missing the point whenever they go after me for this. And they're saying like, oh, well, you just want all women's rights to be taken away. And I say, no, I want women to do better with the rights that we have because all the freedom we have, it has to be channeled and used in a religious or moral way, that a way that builds and constructs society as opposed to tearing it down. Usually like Marxist ideas do, Marxism doesn't necessarily create anything. It tears it down and says, let's rebuild it from the top, but they usually don't get past the rebellion phase. And um, I think a term that we're looking for here is, internalized feminism. You say that feminism holds men to a standard that they need to police themselves because of their quote unquote internalized misogyny and how horrible all men are and hashtag kill all men. And we've, we've heard all the, the feminist slogans about that. But the problem really is internalized feminism, right? The problem is women being angry, aggressive, bitter being defiant because they think the world is out to get them because they have these angry feminist thoughts. And um, I think your understanding, again, is so profound and I really appreciate it. But in another one of your common sense TikToks, you describe the troubles of dating right now. And luckily, I'm the guy who I'm ready to marry. Um, My ring finger is getting so bare. And you say, quote, if a man, if men approaches a woman, and he may be accused of harassment. Yet, if a woman approaches a man, she may be accused of cruelty. And it's quite humorous. At the end of the video, you say, um, I have no idea how to solve this issue. Um, please elaborate in the comment section. And there are lots of comments about how possibly we can fix this issue. But the vast majority of comments were just people also lamenting the fact that they don't really date people now. And they can't find anyone good that they want to date. And so I, I did want to ask, after time has passed... Do you have a solution or any more insight that you can provide about a possible answer to fix the dating scene for Gen Z? Yes, um, the solution is greater communication. Both sides, men and women, have to accept that while they might be the same species, that they're not the same creature. Men and women have different needs and priorities within a relationship. I'm sure you you understand that. Um, so the idea that the only reason why men or women do any one particular thing is because society has raised them in a certain way is not necessarily true. There are patterns of masculine, feminine, male and female behaviour that are common to all cultures. So it's not, it it can't be inculcated by the school system or, I don't know, mass media or whatever. Um, The other point is, is that I think this is actually, if you, um, you, if you watch a lot of the videos that are put out by women, when women say, this is what we want from men, when you actually break down what their demands are, it's almost as if feminism never took place. It's like they, they're making, they're acting as though men have to be protectors and providers, which is a traditional gender role, which the feminist movement has been trying to destroy for decades. Um, but they don't, because they don't do any, this is the, the problem, Lily Kate. Nobody reads anymore. They, they claim to be the advocates of this ideology, and yet if you ask them to, you know, deconstruct, I don't know, Betty Friedan or Camille Paglia or, I don't know, Bell Hooks, Patricia Hill Collins, they've got no idea who these people are. They're just trotting off nonsense that they read off Facebook and Twitter, you know, or, or Tumblr. They've got nothing. Um, so, yeah, greater communication, recognising um, that men are also afraid. 
that's a very odd one maybe to put out there but guys are afraid of women on the dating scene and not for the reasons that women like to think it's not because women are embracing their power or any of this sort of like self-promoting nonsense it's because women can do a lot of damage to men in relationships and in marriage not saying that they all would but they have, there's a lot of legal power and things like that and so maybe just exp- you know just chatting to them maybe our, maybe the fears are ridiculous but um you know that just having that communication, opening those channels, right, that would help. Right. And the funny thing about what leftism asserts and radical is radical gender ideology is yet, yes, men and women are different and women deserve to be above all else. And women have, you know, a right, a supreme right to all these different things that men don't have. And we can use our body to scorn them. Yet at the same time, it asserts, no, there's no biological difference. There is no physiological difference between men and women. All it is is superficial and men and women don't actually exist. Exist. And so you often get confused and have to ask yourself, okay, well, which one is it? And the last question I have for you today is, as you are a spectator of Generation Z, I wanted to ask, what is the most maddening or disappointing or hopeful and exciting thing that you have witnessed about Generation Z? Um, the most disappointing thing about Generation Z is that they think they're rebels and radicals, but they're not. Um, they are the equivalent of a person who buys a Che Guevara shirt and thinks they're a communist. It's like, no, you're not darling you're wearing corporate clothing you agree with everything that your government tells you um let, let, you're not a member of the counterculture you're just part of the culture at this point there's nothing radical about i mean some of my positions like supporting gay marriage that was radical 20 years ago it's not radical anymore um so conservatism might be the new punk rock um it might be the new counterculture a resurgence a return to traditional values maybe not all of them but at least some kind of semblance of structure and community um what gives me hope though is that a lot of kids i used to be a teacher and so a lot of the kids that i used to teach qualify as gen z they're actually embracing um uh, conservatism in some form or other because hg wells said this about fiction writing he said when anything is possible nothing is interesting People are looking for limits, they're looking for guidance, they're looking for structure, and maybe conservatism in one form or another will provide all of it. That's good, because we've grown up in a structured culture that we don't know what to do if uh, if we're let loose and set free. And so, like uh, G.K. Chesterton said, don't let yourself be so open-minded that your brain falls out. And so, yep. Kendon, this has been extraordinarily insightful and entertaining. Thank you so much for coming on, and I cannot wait if possible, to have you back. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. You're welcome. I hope I've offered you something constructive. I've been Kendon Farr. Find me on TikTok and watch my videos if you can stand them. (laughs) 